Ketu, whether it be Rahu in the first house, Ketu in the seventh house, or Ketu in the first house, Rahu in the seventh house, it has an energy of push and pull between myself and others. Okay, just what changes then between Taurus 1 and Taurus 2, for example, in this video, will be the signatures of the nakshatras itself. And since these are lunar nodes, they have a dominant effect. Let's get into this video. First, the dictionary definitions. Who is an empath and who is a narcissist according to dictionary? Empath, a person who has strong capacity for empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, often to an intense degree. Psychological characteristics of an empath. Empathy, empaths deeply understand and share the emotions of others. Sensitivity, they are highly attuned to the emotional states of those around them. Intuition, Empaths have a strong gut instincts and can sense the emotional distress in others. Compassion. They possess a deep will of compassion and a desire to help others. Boundary challenges. Big one. Empaths may struggle with setting healthy emotional boundaries potentially leading to emotional exhaustion. Narcissists. A person who has an excessive and often unhealthy self-love or admiration, an inflated sense of self-importance and a lack of genuine empathy for others. Right away you can see both are opposites. Narcissists often seek constant admiration and validation from others while exhibiting manipulative and self-centered behaviors. Grandiosity. Narcissists have an exaggerated sense of self-importance and often believe they are superior to others. Need for admiration. They constantly seek admiration, attention and validation from others to bolster their self-esteem. <laughs> lack of empathy. Narcissists typically lack genuine empathy and struggle to understand or care about the feelings of others. Manipulation. They may engage in manipulative behaviors to maintain control and achieve their own goals, often at the expense of others. Fragile self-esteem. Despite their outward confidence, narcissists often have a fragile self-esteem that is easily wounded, leading to defensive or aggressive reactions when challenged. Now let us see the two dominant drivers of narcissism and empathy. Empaths. Okay, we are considering for the purposes of this study Rahu as the narcissist when it is in the first house, Ketu as an empath when it is sitting in the first house. We are talking only the first house because that's dominantly where the ego resides. The egoness or the egolessness is empath versus dynamic, narcissist dynamic. So Rahu as a narcissist will give what? Exaggerated sense of self-importance. Rahu in the first house can contribute to exaggerated sense of self-importance leading individuals to overestimate their abilities and achievements. 
seeking external validation those with these placement may have a strong desire for external validation and may go to great lengths to gain recognition and admiration from others often at the expense of genuine self esteem <clears throat> illusion of grandeur rahu's influence can create an illusion of grandeur causing individuals to present themselves in a way that exaggerates their accomplishments and status materialistic pursuits this placement may lead to excessive focus on material wealth and positions as a means of bolstering one's self esteem and self worth see rahu lacks this it wants to gain this manipulative behavior rahu in the first house can sometimes encourage manipulative behavior where individuals use deception or self promotion as a means of maintaining their self image and gain the admiration they seek Ketu as an empath on the other side marked in the charts here as you can see Ketu is in the first house here Rahu is in the first house as a narcissist Ketu in the first house as an empath What does Ketu behave as an empath deep empathetic insight Ketu's detachment can paradoxically lead to deep understanding and empathy for others experiences as individuals with this placement often have a unique ability to perceive and sympathize with the underlying emotions and struggles of others non-judgmental empathy they tend to offer non-judgmental empathy as detached nature to themselves allows them to accept people as they are without imposing their own beliefs or values on others emotional healing some with ketu in the first house may have a natural gift for helping others and heal emotionally or spiritually offering a safe space for individuals to explore their feelings and experiences without the fear of criticism intuitive empathy their intuitive nature may enable them to sense others emotions without the need for verbal communication making them practically attuned to unspoken emotions and needs compassion and acceptance they often possess a compassionate accepting disposition which can be comforting for those who seek understanding and empathy in their presence now let's examine the impact of planets which sit with rahu in the first house for narcissism we are talking only about rahu now first part okay that's the narcissist dynamic rahu in the first house what if saturn sits with rahu in the first house what happens narcissistic tendencies suppressed saturn tends to suppress everything saturn's influence can sometimes act as a restraining force on the narcissistic tendencies it may encourage the individuals to be more cautious about displaying overt narcissism emphasis on reputation saturn's presence may make the individual more concerned with their public image and reputation they may strive to maintain a facade of responsibility and respectability controlled self importance while there may be still a desire for self importance saturn can add an element of control and discipline preventing narcissism from becoming too overt overt and covert narcissism we'll see that mars what if mars is placed with rahu in the first house intensified narcissistic traits because mars is a driver mars is aggressive 
Mars can intensify narcissistic tendencies, making the individual more competitive and aggressive in the pursuit of recognition and admiration. Impulsive narcissism, Mars is very impulsive. The influence of Mars can lead to impulsive displays of narcissism where the individual seeks attention and dominance. Mars wants to dominate in a more aggressive and immediate manner, impulsive. Ego-driven actions. Mars may drive the ego to the forefront, making the individual more focused on their own desires and needs, potentially at the exp expense of others. What about Sun and Moon? As a narcissist, if Moon is placed in the first house with Ra, conjunct, what can be the possibility of narcissism there? Emotional narcissism. Moon's emotional depth can contribute to a form of emotional narcissism where the individual's own emotional experiences needs to take precedence over the other. Sensitivity to narcissistic injury. Moon sensitivity can make the individual highly reactive to the perceived slights or criticism leading to defensive or narcissistic reaction, emotional reaction. This emotion. Narcissistic validation. Moon's influence may drive the need for constant emotional validation, potentially creating narcissistic tendencies in seeking attention and reassurance. Sun. What about Sun? Along with Rahu in the first house. Ego and self-importance. Sun represents the ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can amplify the narcissistic tendencies. Individual may be having exaggerated sense of self-importance, desire for attention. There is a strong desire for attention and recognition and the individual may go to great lengths to be in spotlight and receive praise and admiration. Charismatic Narcissism Sun's influence can make narcissism appear charismatic, confident, which can draw others in and create a magnetic personality. <clears throat> Resistance to Criticism Individual may be highly resistant to criticism as their ego is closely tied to their self-worth. They may react defensively or aggressively perceived slights. What about Jupiter or Venus along with Rahu in the first house? Jupiter, intellectual narcissism. Jupiter represents knowledge and wisdom. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can lead to a form of intellectual or philosophical narcissism. The individual may believe they possess superior wisdom and spiritual insight. Moral superiority. They may feel morally superior, believing they have a unique understanding of ethics and values that others lack. Proselytizing narcissism. Jupiter's influence may lead to a desire to share their beliefs and wisdom with others in a preachy, proselytizing manner. Resistance to contradiction. Individuals with this combination may resist contradictory viewpoints and may become self-righteous when challenged, viewing themselves as the holders of ultimate truth, the ego of Jupiter. Venus. Aesthetic Narcissism. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can contribute to a form of aesthetic narcissism. Individual may place excessive importance on physical appearance and beauty, vanity. <clears throat> charm and charisma. They may possess charm and charisma that draw others in using their physical attractiveness or social skills to gain admiration and validation. 
materialistic narcissism venus influence can lead to materialistic narcissism where the individual judges their self worth based on material possessions they have luxury indulgence emotional manipulation individuals with this combination may use their charm and attractiveness to manipulate others emotionally seeking attention and affection what about mercury with rahu in the first house intellectual narcissism mercury represents intellect and communication when in conjunction or aspect to rahu in the first house it can lead to intellectual narcissism where one individual believes they are intellectually superior to others manipulative communication mercury's influence can make an individual skilled in manipulating communication to gain attention and control conversations they may use language to enhance their image and deflect criticism need for recognition there is a strong need for recognition of their ideas opinions mercury's intellect they may seek out intellectual debates and discussions where they can dominate and showcase their knowledge difficulty accepting differing views individuals with this combination may struggle to accept differing viewpoints and may dismiss or belittle opinions of others contributing to a sense of intellectual superiority what about the empath dynamic now let's see the empath characteristics so saturn in the first house with ketu or the south node of the moon empathetic detachment saturn's influence can create a sense of empathetic detachment individuals with this placement may have a unique ability to empathize with others while remaining emotionally reserved and composed practical empathy saturn is very practical they may express empathy through practical actions and responsibilities such as providing stability and support to loved ones in a consistent reliable manner structured compassion saturn can create structured disciplined compassion where empathy is channeled in a focused responsible way they may even make this a profession they approach empathy as a duty difficulty in expressing feelings saturn is a dry planet it does not have feelings while they understand and empathize with others expressing their own emotions or connecting on an emotional level may be challenging to saturn along with ketu in the first house mars with ketu in the first house empathy driven by action mars is action oriented mars can stimulate empathy through action and physical engagement these individuals may show empathy by actively assisting others and defending those in need mars is a warrior planet protective empathy they may display a protective form of empathy where they are highly supportive or loyal to those they care about protective another aspect of mars ready to go to great lengths to ensure their well-being empathetic courage mars influence can make them courageous in their empathetic responses unafraid to confront difficult situations and challenges on the behalf of others potential impulsivity mars is very impulsive while mars can enhance empathy it may also lead to impulsive reactions triggers and sometimes without considering the consequences what about sun and moon in the first house with ketu as an empath moon deep emotional empathy moon represents emotions when in conjunction or aspect to ketu in the first house it can create deep emotional empathy these individuals can connect with others on a profound emotional level 
Sensitivity to others' needs. Ketu is all about other when it comes in the first house. That's what defines an empath. They are often sensitive to needs and feelings of others, making them compassionate and nurturing individuals. Instinctual empathy. Moon's influence can lead to an instinctual empathy, where they respond naturally and empathetically to the emotions of others around them, often without conscious effort. Emotional bonding. They may form strong emotional bonds with others, which can lead to heightened sense of empathy when those close to them are in distress. Sun. Empathy focused on identity. Sun represents one's identity and ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may be closely tied to a deep understanding of personal identity and a willingness to empathize with others who struggle with issues of identity. They may help other themselves find themselves. Empathy as a path to self-realization. Individuals with this placement may view empathy as a means of self-realization, understanding themselves better by empathizing with others' struggles and journeys. Empathetic leadership. Sun's influence can make them natural leaders in empathetic roles, guiding them and supporting them through their own empathic understanding of personal challenges. What about Mercury and Jupiter with Ketu in the first house? Mercury, intellectual empathy. Mercury represents intellect and communication. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may primarily manifest as intellectual understanding. These individuals may empathize by analyzing and comprehending others' thought processes and viewpoints. Empathy through communication. They may express empathy through effective communication, actively listening to others and providing thoughtful responses. Empathy in learning. In Mercury's influence with Ketu in the first house can lead to love of learning about different perspectives, cultures, which can enhance capacity for empathy by broadening their understanding, mental, intellectual understanding of the world. Analytical empathy. They may have a knack for breaking down complex emotions and situations into manageable parts, making it easier for them to empathize with specific aspects of others' experiences. <clears throat> Jupiter with Ketu in the first house. Spiritual empathy. Jupiter represents wisdom, spirituality and higher knowledge. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, that's our basis for empathy, Empathy may be deeply rooted in spiritual or philosophical understanding. Jupiter, the philosopher. Empathy as a path to wisdom. Individuals with this placement may see empathy as a means to gain spiritual wisdom and personal growth. They may believe that empathizing with others, they can expand their own consciousness. Jupiter is also very egoistic, by the way. Mentorship and guidance. Jupiter's influence can make them natural mentors and guides, offering empathic support and wisdom to others on a spiritual and personal development. Universal empathy. They may tend to have a broad universal perspective on empathy, seeking to understand and empathize with the struggles of humanity as a whole, transcending individual boundaries. What about Venus with Ketu in the first house as an empath? Aesthetic empathy. 
Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy by this individual may be expressed through an appreciation for emotional beauty in life and emotions of others. Empathy, empathy through art and creativity. They may channel their empathy into creative pursuits such as art, music, literature to evoke and share emotions with others. Compassionate relationships. Venus can influence and lead to empathetic and compassionate interactions and relationships where they are attuned to the emotional needs and desires of others. Empathetic harmony. They may seek to harmony and emotional connection in their relationships above all as a means to create deeper and more meaningful bonds with others. So these are all the basic rules. But now we get into nakshatras and see how Rahu and Ketu with these planets can play out in the nakshatras because 27 different signatures are possible. Let's get into that. So we are talking about narcissist versus empaths and now we come to the second type of narcissist empath combination one in Taurus versus Scorpio the opposite axis so from narcissist number one is Rahu in Rohini and Ketu in Anuradha as it's shown here as you can see over here right hang on a minute okay so Rahu in Rohini and Ketu in Anuradha now what does this kind of lead to first of all you need to understand that when Rahu and Ketu are placed in these fixed signs, first check the signs always. Whether it will be 2-8 axis, Taurus Scorpio or 5-11, Leo Aquarius, all are fixed signs in the Kendra. When Rahu and Ketu, which are dynamic energies, are made to deliberately sit in this axis, in this case 1-7 axis, they get frustrated. These are energies that want to move. They are very dynamic in nature. Anyway, without further ado, let us see what Rahu and Rohini brings. First of all, Rohini sits in the zodiac sign of Taurus, so it is ruled by Venus. Let's see. So in Rohini Nakshatra, what does Rahu desire? The top one. Desire for material comforts. Rahu and Rohini signifies a strong desire for material comforts and luxuries. Rohini is a materialistic sign. Look at it. Temperament Manushya. And here in Taurus, Venus becomes very materialistic. It's an earth sign. <clears throat> artistic and creative talents. They often possess artistic and creative talents. Rohini is associated with creativity arts. Rahu here can enhance these artistic abilities. They are charming and attractive people. The charm of Rohini tends to play out with Rahu in it in an exaggerated way. In a very originality, individuality display, if you want to call it that. They may have a magnetic presence and the ability to captivate others with their charisma. Charisma. Materialistic pursuits. They are driven by materialistic pursuits. Again, it's Earth sign, Taurus, Venus, put all these things together. It's a straightforward thing. Venus by itself will be amplifying if it sits along with Rahu in the first house. But Rahu tends to amplify everything. Over-exaggeration is the characteristics of Rahu. 
Okay. Sensual enjoyment. Rahu and Rohini can lead to a strong desire for sensual enjoyment and indulgence. These individuals may have a taste for fine cuisine, fashion, fine dine, aesthetics. But here we are talking about Venus as a narcissist. So what does Venus as a narcissist bring about? It's a certain quality to it, right? So what is Venus as a narcissist? Venus is in relation to Rahu in the first house in regards to narcissism. Aesthetic narcissism. We saw this in the first one also. We're just recapping that in Taurus Scorpio part one. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can contribute to a form of aesthetic narcissism. What forms can this take? Hang on, there's too much music here. It's festive times in India can get seriously noisy. So, aesthetic narcissism. Meaning you're taking a pride at excessive display of all kinds of vanity. Right? Vanity about, I, I got this fancy car, I got this fancy jewelry, I got this fancy makeup, or I got this fancy hairdo. Anything to do with a display of charm, charisma, materialistic narcissism, Venus can Venus is already having it, stick Rahu in it and it blows it out of proportion. And since Rahu is sitting in the first house, it is sitting in the head, it will make it highly egotistical, demanding that all the time. In fact, putting others down. Narcissism is not just feeling proud about oneself, but it's about putting others down so that I get that attention as well. Okay? You can Google this stuff, you'll find out. Emotional manipulation. Individuals with this combination may use their charm and attractiveness to manipulate others emotionally, seeking attention and affection. But you've got to see some life lesson at the end of all of this, right? Let's reduce the size of that. Okay. Life lesson is nurturing inner love, charm and magnetism to produce the food, fruit that feeds the world. Rohini needs to produce something in the materialistic sense. It needs to produce these things, right? So that's what the life lesson, I'm going to move myself in this section, okay? That's the life lesson of Rohini. So you've got to keep in mind, whoever is having this position, you need to always keep that life lesson in mind. Now let's move to the next one. At the same time that Rahu is in Rohini, there's Ketu in Anuradha. Anuradha wants more of attraction, more of love, more of bonding, more of emotional connection with your partner. Now Ketu cuts off everything that is there in Anuradha, the good stuff. Ketu is detachment. Ketu is, well, Mokshakaraka, right? So what does Ketu in Anuradha bring as qualities? Let's see. Ketu in Anradha brings detachment from worldly desires, detachment from your partner because it is sitting in the seventh house. You're detached from your spouse or detached from the opposite sex. They tend to have strong detachment from material possessions and worldly desires. Material pursuits hold less significance for them and they may willingly embrace a simpler lifestyle, minimalistic type, if you want to call it that, right? Commitment to relationships. 
Well, Ketu in Anuraja, they may value their relationships. It's a little misnomer there, I would call it. Ketu in Anuradha, in the seventh house, just does just the reverse. It cuts the person off from the frivolous type of relationships that man and woman or people in intimate partnerships can have. It wants more depth. It takes a spiritual angle in spiritual part in partnerships as opposed to just a contractual set of terms and condition, prenuptials, all this nonsense. So what people look for in relationships may take on a spiritual meaning when Ketu sits in Anuradha. Quest for healing and transformation. These individuals often have a quest for personal healing and transformation. They may be drawn to practices and therapies that promote physical, emotional and spiritual well-being interest in occult and mysticism this can come up strongly because anuradha nakshatra is a devgana and it is sitting in scorpio in fact it is the only one in scorpio which is a devgana see right there on top and it wants to preserve something so it will come up with these kind of people although they can have that rahu in the first house they can have that narcissistic trait strongly but if Ketu is sitting in Anuradha, depending upon where else Mars is there and in which other nakshatra Mars is sitting in, these people can be drawn towards counselling, marriage counselling, therapies or relating to couples. You see, because Ketu in Anuradha is bringing about that higher, being attracted towards higher forms of seeing the relationship. Unless we see the same relationship in a different light, unless we shed the dimension of awareness and consciousness on that relationship, it's not going to go anywhere, folks. It's that simple. Doesn't matter which way you slice this. Okay. Now let us see empath number one. Empath number one is the reverse. Ketu in Rohini and Rahu in Anuradha. Now it just becomes the reverse, isn't it? Straight off, you can say. Ketu in Rohini detaches from materialism and Rahu in Anuradha makes him obsessive compulsive sitting in the seventh house about the other. These are the ones who can jump from one relationship to other. Let's examine what it can give in terms of just the basics, right? Now you take Rohini once again, but we stick Rahu in it. So Rahu in Rohini signifies sorry, Ketu in Rohini signifies simplicity and minimalism because we are talking about empath. So we are talking about Ketu in the first house. Therefore, simplicity and minimalism. Rahu gave it excessive materialism. Ketu detaches it from materialism. Tend to adopt a simpler lifestyle. I don't want too many things. I don't want too many pots and plants and lipstick and cars and everything. Just minimal stuff just to make my living. Spiritual detachment from materialistic stuff, focusing on a simple lifestyle, focusing on essentials only, interest in arts and creativity, because arts and creativity is the refinement of Venus. Okay, they might become interested in paintings, they might be interested in different kind of musical talents, bringing new kind of music. Ketu with Venus will bring a sort of a spiritual angle to producing music, for example. 
artistic and creative talents which are more spiritual in nature. They have a quiet strength about them. They often exhibit a quiet strength and resilience. Ketu's influence in Rohini can lead to strong inner fortitude that helps them navigate life's challenges with grace. How beautiful is that? They are seekers of inner beauty as opposed to just external manifestations. Ketu in Rohini individuals often seek inner beauty and spiritual depth. They are drawn to experiences and practices that connect them profoundly to the transcendent nature of beauty itself. We are talking about Ketu as the empath, Venus as the empath. What does Venus as the empath give us? There. Aesthetic empathy. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may be expressed through an appreciation for emotional beauty in life and emotions of others. How nice is that? Empathy to art and creativity. Like we just said, compassionate relationships. These ones are the true ones who can become marriage counsellors couple counsellors, marriage therapy, relationship counsellors of all kinds. Because on the other side is sitting Anuradha. They have been in and out of a lot of relationships because of the Rahu obsession. Right? Now let us get into Narcissist number 2. Narcissist number 2 has still Rahu in Rohini, so we won't repeat that. Only the Ketu on the other side, in the seventh house, is situated in Jeshtha Nakshatra. There's a slight swing. So now we shall consider narcissist and empath number two as Rahu and Ketu in Rohini in the first house. But on the seventh house side, it shifts to Jeshtha Nakshatra instead of Anuratha Nakshatra. So let's see what attributes this one brings us. First of all, Let's see the attributes of Jeshtha Nakshatra and Ketu in Jeshtha Nakshatra. Ketu in Jeshtha. Well, okay, spiritual detachment is a given, but what else does it bring? Independence and self-reliance. They tend to value independence and self-reliance. Something of the signature of Swati. We'll see that later. They tend to value independence and self-reliance. Ketu in Jeshtha individuals often prefer to chart their own path, make their own decisions. Desire for transformation. These individuals have a desire for personal transformation and inner growth. Remember, Ketu in 7000 brings detachment from love affairs, partnerships, etc. Because Rahu is gone to the head now. So they have detachment for, for desire for transformation on the one side. And they have extreme amount of materialism on the other side. They don't care about the other stuff. Mystical interest. Jeshtha Nakshatra is associated with occult. And Ketu here can intensify interest in mystical and esoteric subjects. So on the one side, this is the dichotomy you might say. On the one side, they are interested in materialistic pursuits. On the other side, they are detached from materialistic pursuits, interested more in mystical pursuits. So they are caught in a trap between materialism and spiritualism, you might say. They have a quest for inner strength. They often seek inner strength and resilience. 
Okay. My video might freeze a little here and there because my CPU is getting used a lot. Anyway, next we shall deal with empath number two. So empath number two is Rohini, Ketu in Rohini and Rahu in Jeshta within Scorpio. The Taurus Scorpio axis is difficult because on the one side it is driven by materialism and on the other side in Scorpio it is driven by a quest for inner balance, quest for love, quest for doing the right thing, quest for spirituality really. Start off discovering secrets, 8th house. So Ketu in Rohini and Rahu in Jeshta. Now here's the side question for you people. Why am I talking about Rahu as empath by considering only the first house aspects? Whatever sticks in the head, the first house, is what is dominantly driving our egotistical instincts. Okay. So in this case, it's Ketu in the first house. Therefore, it becomes an empath by default. I have to stop this recording because CPU is still giving me problems. Excuse me. Be back in a second. And there's an esoteric balance to this kind of an arrangement. Because the more this person tries to drive towards this Rahu, the energy is being pulled from the head going towards the others. Ketu tends to become stronger and stronger. Detachment tends to become stronger and stronger, therefore more empathy. On the other side, Rahu in Jeshta, what does that lead us to? Let's see. Rahu in Jeshta wants power and recognition, wants influence, wants recognitions, wants positions of authority. It has determination and resilience. They tend to be determined and resilient towards a lot of things, right? They have a desire for transformation, but that desire for transformation, Rahu being in Jeshta, will tend to move more towards the other. Because of that, sooner or later they will fall back towards Ketu in life. Intuitive and strategic, they often possess strong intuition and strategic thinking. Jeshta and Rahu in Jeshta will make a person very strategic planner, right? Shrewdness is Rahu. So that will be there. Interest in occult sciences will also be there because it simply is Scorpio. But that aesthetics of Rohini and Ketu and Venus as an empath in the first house with Ketu will bring about more interest in creative forms of doing it. Okay, so let us finish with this much. Rahu and Ketu in 1st and 7th are dominant and more frustrated in the axes which are fixed. The 2-8 axis, Scorpio, Taurus or in Leo Aquarius which we shall come to later. Right, next we shall be I think transiting from Taurus, Rohini to Mrikshirsha which is half-half. It will be interesting. In the meantime, take care. Be safe.